Welcome to another episode of Mick and Ori's Classic Cars. I'm Mick. And I'm Ori. Ori, you wouldn't believe what this guy's gone and done. What's happened now? You know, this guy We've got our guest back. Welcome back, Darren. Yes, Darren, welcome back. But What's he done now? uh, This guy has done a Top Gear Challenge, mate. You're joking. You you would be you'd be going crazy if but, you tried to do this. Yeah, but on explain your own. to our listeners what a Top Gear challenge is, because you and I know what it is. But okay. do our listeners know? Well, what it Top is? Gear is a very famous show, of yes. course. Yeah, uh, and they'll do challenges. We may be invited like, on there one you day. You know, take a Daytona and beat a, an aeroplane. Yeah, well, hopefully we would be on there. You know, all sorts of things, or get the cheapest uh, Italian cars and race them against each each other, and yeah, yep. away we go. So, Darren. Decided to go and buy a car. Unseen. Unseen in another state, which is probably the furthest point in, in Australia, just about from Adelaide. So over 3,000 kilometres away. And drive it back. <laughs> so, Darren. Darren. Let's start with. Is this no, true? No, is this true? <laughs> it's true, yeah. I heard this the other day and I said, no, he didn't do that. You did that. I did that. And by, by yourself. <laughs> I can't believe that. I mean, I'd never do that. You for sure would no, never I would do, do it. it. I would do it, man. Oh, yeah, for sure. No, now, I'm quite hands-on, don't no, worry. But starting off, Darren, let's, let's no, go back why? a couple of steps. No, why? <laughs> let's, let's just start. Why? Why would you do it? And why this particular car? This is the other thing because yeah. there's never been a thought of mine that he would get something like this. But, Darren, you mentioned to me that in terms of searching for cars – because you always interesting cars, you had a criteria. Yep. And this is interesting with this criteria. So can you explain the criteria? So you had search engines on various platforms. Yep. Let what car is it? Let's, what is it? No, no, that's no, no, not no. the criteria. Okay, the, okay, what was your criteria? You're okay. getting so carried away too quickly. Getting excited. So I've got a number of different searches, but this particular one where this car came up is it's any car with more than 150 kilowatts of power with a manual gearbox. Any car, more than 150 kilowatts, okay, with okay. a manual gearbox. So we're talking about like, like modern ones. Let's say my little Giulietta, that's 175 kilowatts. That comes up yeah. in my search. Yeah, yeah that comes up. Uh, there's, so there's a variety of cars, but, you know, they're not super performance stuff. Right. But did you have a price point too? No. So in true Top Gear Challenge um, form, this was the cheapest 150 kilowatt manual car in Australia. And you cheapest purchased it. That was the first one, that, the cheapest one that came up on site. Yep. <laughs> That's Isn't that like <laughs> alarm bells? Like, what are we doing yeah. here? What am I doing? So anyway. And because it was the cheapest, you couldn't just transport it over because it would be double the cost of the car. Yeah, well, it was, yeah. Well, but you didn't want to third, do that, though. Over a third, no, I didn't want to do that. I actually yeah. wanted to fly up and drive it back. Yeah. So where would you find this car? Sunshine Coast. So it's on the, it was on the Sunshine Coast, yeah. It was in a, a little this place. in Queensland. In for Queensland, the- yep. Called, a little place called Kalula Cove, which is just south of Rainbow Beach. And Rainbow Beach is on the opposite part of the southern tip of Fraser Island. So once you've decided you're going to buy this car, you get the map out and have a look. Which roads am I going to drive home? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, I'm, you know, the first thing is how do I get to Kalula Cove? <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea how to do that. The Uber? Um, no, no, no. I, I took a one-way ticket to the Sunshine um, Coast Airport, which is in Maroochydore. I took a bus to Tawanton, where I stayed overnight. Then another bus, bus to <laughs> Oh, that's Karoi, unbelievable. Seriously. To Karoi the next morning. And then the guy that owned the car drove his other car, which is the same time. We'll get to the car in a minute. Um, drove it from Kalula Cove down to Gympie and down to Karoi and picked me up. 
So we had coffee and. So how many days like, was that just to pick you up? Uh, that would have been a hundred and. That's ridiculous. No, but hundred k's or yeah. So how long did it take you to get there? So the first a day and a half. It took me a half a day to get to the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a, but you know when we talk about cars and when you're purchasing a car, the question the question always comes up: What do you want it for? Yes. So you've thought that you're going to buy this car and you actually took the effort of actually catching a plane. Yep. What were you going to do with this car? Oh, well, this particular car, was a, it's a very rare car. Um, so, you know, you guys know that I like rare cars. And I felt that there was a really good opportunity. My daughter goes out with a, a young fellow who's got um, some panel beating and spray painting expertise. And so I figured, nice. you know, together uh, with him and I, maybe this would be a great project. And I think you want the relationship to work more than your daughter. <laughs> Could be, <laughs> and I think, that, and I, there's a, there's a, I, I just think there's a, there's a good, op, good business opportunity here. Yep. Quite frankly, oh, um, we need a, a panel guy and paint person in the in the family. Yeah, yep, correct. That's exactly right. There. Definitely. We need that as well. So, is it the right time to release the car? Tell us what the car, the car is. is. Yep. So the car is a 1999 Jaguar S Type, and it's a manual. And um, the guy I purchased it from, I, I still need to do a little bit of work on this myself to get whether or not the numbers are right. But he'd indicated me, to me that his contacts, and he's fairly well connected in the Jaguar community, is that there were only 10 or 11 manuals ever imported and sold in Australia. Another rare, rare car. Okay, so this rare. S-Type is the retro that's right retro one of the original S type Mark 1 and Mark 2 so it, was, it was one of the first Jaguars after the acquisition of Ford yeah so these got yeah, it's yeah. got Ford parts and the engines are Ford Ford, Ford engine. yeah Duratec uh, Ford engine a lot of work done on it by a Jaguar it's an engine I, I understand was originally designed by Porsche which is something that I didn't know previously <laughs> so it's a it's a really nice engine and um, and Jaguar did an awful lot of extra work to it too so it does Produce more power than it does in the Ford. So you found the ad. It came up in your search engine. Where's yep. the car sitting? Is it up on blocks? Is it is it oh, in his garage that he uses it still? What the the, the photos on the ad was it sitting underneath an annex of a caravan park? So I, oh really? I, I didn't quite know. Yeah, what the thing? That's not where the car was, but that's what the photos <laughs> indicated. So um, that was pretty funny. This is perfect for you. You thought? Yeah, that's exactly right. I thought this is exactly what I want. So when you first approached him, yep. That had come on and off the web? Yeah, so I'd, I'd seen this car for four months and it had been up and down twice. And so when it came up the third time, I rang him and I said, um, hey, mate, you've, you've obviously had a few problems with this. And he said, I cannot believe how many idiots make contact with me and I have to explain to them that this is a $4,000 Jag. It's not perfect. Yes, it'll need paint. Yes, the interior needs work done. Yes, it probably needs other work done. doesn't have a roadworthy. Etc. 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 He says there's just it just it's all too hard. It's driving me spanner. And I said, well, look, look I'm not going to do any of that. I understand that that's exactly the case, but I want you to tell me the truth in relation to what is required on the car. You know, but you know, I'm thinking about this as a project with my daughter's boyfriend, who's a panel beater and a spray painter. And he said, oh, that's perfect. And I said, yep. <laughs> so, so anyway, so we ended up with a dialogue where where he was telling me, you know, exactly what was wrong with the car, what was good with the car. He offered, uh, before I got up there, to do an, an, an engine uh, oil service, um, complete radiator flush. I asked him two key questions um, other than do you think 
I'll be able to drive it between Kalula yep. Cove and Adelaide. And he said, you know what? He said, obviously I can't guarantee that you'll be able to make it between Kalula Cove and Adelaide, but if I want, if I, if I was going to give it my best guess, I think it will. I think it'll get there. And he said, oh, and I'll check to make sure that it's, you know, all the lights work, the brakes work. The Tyres were in good enough condition, yeah, yeah. I'll do all of that for you. I'll just I'll make sure that it's safe and, and that, that you should be able to get there, um, as well as the, you know, the radio flash and the oil change. But, he, you know, I, I can't guarantee it, but I think it might make it. And I said, all right, well, here's my two questions. It needs to have the sound system working and um, the air conditioning needs to be working. He said, all right, I'll go to the shed and check. <laughs> so the next time I, I rang him, which was probably three days before I was supposed to, um, fly up. I said, have you done all the checks? Yep, everything's good. He said, but I've got a bit of bad news. And I said, oh, what's that? He said, um, because I disconnected the battery, the code on the radio to, uh, on the radio needs to be re-inputted and I can't find it anywhere. So this, the, the radio doesn't work. I went, oh, shit. Well, you've got your mobile phone, so you've got around that. That's, that's right, and I'll t- <laughs> tell you a little bit about that in a minute. But you're right, I can I can get past that. I can put you know some headphones on. All, all now, better. when you mentioned to him that you want to be able to drive it back to Adelaide. Yep. You did tell him it's, you know, it's a Top Gear challenge, but there's no crew. <laughs> there's no crew. It's just yourself. No, he did know it was just me. Yeah. I can't believe you actually did it just by yourself for yeah, three thousand yeah. kilometres. Did yep. you ever think that you were gonna? Did you ever want to take anyone, or you actually did want to do it by yourself? Look, the the reality is is that I was going to do it relatively slowly, so I had a maximum of eight or nine hours a day I wanted to drive. So that meant it was going to take me five days. So there's not too many people that I know of that will take five days off five work. Days yeah, it, it, Mick, you would have gone. Well, I don't know. With the, with the Jag S <laughs> type, maybe not. I, well, I'll tell you about about the trip in a minute. But yeah, that, so I never, I didn't even ask anyone to be honest. I just because it was just five days, I didn't think anyone would do it. So, so you done it by yourself? Did it on my own. Yeah. So wait a minute. I'll get back because Mick cut you off. The radio, so not working. You said, okay. But the worst one was the air conditioning. Um, he told me that he turned it on, blew a little bit of cold air, and then it didn't blow any more cold air. So now at this time, warmer air. your two key components yep. are a no. Yep. And, and you're still going. Well, and I just went, I'm just going to have to deal with it. But the air conditioning <laughs> one was a real, that was a real problem for me. The third thing that he did tell me the week before I went up there was it didn't have a spare tyre. It's got a spare wheel, but no spare tyre. He said, would you like me to buy one for you? I said, well, it's a spare. When I get to Brisbane, I'll get a second-hand tyre. He said, yeah, okay. So that was that was the plan. I was going to get a second-hand tyre But he was he offered Brisbane. It, he offered to buy it. No, me. he wanted me to pay oh. a brand-new tyre. And I said, no, no, I'll get a second-hand tyre for half the price. and I'll get it in Brisbane. So this is a Scottish Top Gear challenge too, remember. This is the cheapest Jag in Australia. <laughs> and I wasn't going to spend any money through the whole process because I could have got it actually transported for $1,200. I've got to tell you, I think the trip cost me a bit more than that. But, um, so the drive... Wouldn't have given me the, the Well, accommodation. Correct. No, and the drive from where you were to Brisbane is how far? So that was about a 270-odd um, kilometre. So you're praying that you don't get a flat. Yeah. For that and, first... Yeah, and look, and you, I, I was pretty confident I wouldn't get a flat tyre. I don't know, remember the last time you got a flat tyre, Ori, but it's been a while. Yeah. Since I've had one, so you know, tire technology and everything else has been much improved over the years. So I figured I'd be okay with that. So I, I went down to Brisbane, um, dropped in to see an old school friend I've only seen once in forty years, who happens to be a collector of Jags. So I thought 
It'd be a good one to have a look at the car. Did you want this for your collection, mate? He did, did he have one of those? <laughs> he did not have one and he did not want mine, so that was fair enough. But he, had he seen a manual before? <laughs> he was impressed, but... Yeah. Um, but not that impressed. She's not in great condition. So, well, in fact, the, the, one of the first that you talk about, you pick it up, you, you, we, we backed it out of the shed. Um, David, who I bought from, lovely, lovely guy, his, his foot goes to the floor um, when you put foot on the brake. And he goes, holy shit, I checked all of this. He said, oh, I'm so embarrassed. I can't believe that there's something wrong. And I said, no, well, it might not be. We might just need to pump it up a bit and it'll be, it'll be okay. He says, it was great. It was great this week. So he was, he was panicking. So we had initially we had this issue. Oh God, the air conditioning's not working. I haven't got any sound, and now the brakes might might not be there. Well, the air conditioning and the, no, the sound brake, you probably can do without. I get the around brakes, that. I think we the, need the brakes were pretty important. So anyway, I took off on the road. I gave her a couple of pumps of the brake, tested it out on the on the road at Kalula Cove. Not too many other cars on the road, there, so <laughs> I was pretty good. I wasn't going to hit anything, and the brakes were fine, and they were fine the whole time, other than they made some funny sounds. I'm, dri- I'm driving down the road. Was that your heart pumping that was making the sound? Well, let me tell you, there's a lot of anxiety, right? You're sitting behind the wheel yeah, of this thing. Same. Air conditioning's not working. I'm listening to every squeak, every rattle. The, the left-hand side um, exhaust is rattling up against the bottom of the car. It's it, There's lots of there's squeaks from the suspension. As I said, the brakes are making some funny noises. And that's only well. the first 10 minutes. It's the first 10 minutes. So I'm going down the road. I've got my earphones on, and then suddenly there's this enormous scraping sound from underneath the car. I'm about 25 k's out of Kalula Co. I've gone, oh, my God, the bottom of the car just <laughs> dropped out onto the, onto the road. And so I pulled my earphones out, and I'm listening, and I'm going, oh, this is horrible. I, 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 I've got to get off the road. So I pulled off the side of the road and had a look underneath the car, and one of the under plastic under pieces had just dropped out. Oh, no worries. Yeah, so I just bent it up and pushed it up. Did you take any tools with you? No. What, not no, even no. cable ties or... That comes with a toolkit, mate. No, not a thing. Not a thing. <laughs> not a thing. That's surprise. I mean, I can't believe that. He did send me off. The, well, there was a couple of little tools in the car, I think. Yeah, but I no know. tape, no, 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 no. cable no, ties. No. Don't worry about any of that stuff. Uh, but Just he did a bottle of water, mate. He sent me. Well, he did send me off with some coolant, a bottle of coolant. He's, as I say, he's a lovely guy. He sent me off with a bottle of coolant. How much was that? Did he I charge you for no, that? He didn't charge me. That was included. And he went all the way down to to Karoy to pick me up and back to his. Yeah, house. Well, that's so pretty good. That was nice. He was a good guy. So, um, well, all of that actually, he charged me a dollar for it because I paid him four thousand. It was uh, advertised for three thousand nine hundred ninety nine dollars. So he was well paid. <laughs> Um, so anyway, that was the first thing. So scrape, put yeah, it up, put it up. Didn't make a, didn't make that sound again. Are you thinking, oh god, have I made a mistake here? No. At, well, at that time I was. I was honestly, I the, the anxiety levels were through the roof at that point because I'm. Any mobile phone service to, out there? Yes. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's one of the tricks for wh- where I decided where to go. So I decided I was going to stick to A one around Australia until I got to Melbourne, and then I'd go through to um, Ballarat and Horsham and, and that way, the last link. So was, you didn't go inland to actually – No way in the, in the world. middle of nowhere. I yeah. did, I, I, Smart. I, well, I didn't want to get murdered um, if <laughs> yeah. the car did go back. Yeah, yeah. A lot of those cars get stolen. <laughs> so you've got to be very careful. You do have to be very, well, very careful. You can do the uh, variety bash in one of those. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So I wanted to stick to the coast road. I knew that I wasn't very far away from a major place to catch a bus and it'll get a – tow truck and then back to a major city to get a, a flight back home if I needed it. So that was my big part of my risk management process. So I got down to Brisbane. 
arranged for the, uh, these guys to put a second hand, rang them up on the Saturday before I took my flight up to Sunshine Coast, found a second hand car um, tyre place. They put aside a tyre. I said, what time do you, do you start in the morning? 7.30, perfect. I'll be there before you open the doors because I need to get on the road to get to my next stop, which is just outside of Newcastle. And so um, I turn up and um, I am just sitting there by myself waiting for them to turn up to open up the shop. And I look up and then across the other side of the road is a radiator and air conditioning place. And I went, well, what's my luck? I'll try it. I'll see whether or not I've, I'm, this is my lucky day. So I went across the road and I said to the guys, I said, look, I know this is a bit of a stretch, but I've got this old junker across the road that's I just bought. I'm travelling to Adelaide. Hasn't got any air conditioning. Do you reckon you might be able to... Gas her up. Gas her up for me. And he looked at me and as if to say, you know, so crazy. it's not booked in, you know, what are you doing? And I went, and he went, oh, God, yeah, okay. So they, they put me at, at number one in their morning Slop. shift and they tested the air conditioning system and regassed it. So it didn't have leaks or anything? It just No, it was perfect. Unreal. So, so I, I ended up at, well, you know, I was delayed for a couple of hours, so that would have been 9.30, I think, by the time I got away from Brisbane, which is a bit later than I wanted, but that's okay because now I had air conditioning and I had my cool. spare tyre. So Anxiety levels drop a little bit now, so Dropped a little tiny yeah. bit. So it was really then, I guess, that next trip between Brisbane and Newcastle that was make or break was going to tell me whether or not I was going to get there or... And the temperature was holding fine. I know you always check, te- uh, check the temperature. Temperature gauge you always look at. So, so, the, so the funniest thing, there is a story with the temperature gauge. <laughs> you imagine there must be a story with everything. <laughs> so the temperature gauge on this car was dead centre and did not move, not a millimetre. So I rang up the guy that owned the car and I said, have you glued the temperature gauge <laughs> <laughs> to dead centre? And he said, no. And I said, well, I've never seen a car. That just, just the, the gauge there. doesn't move. And he said, no, hilariously, these cars, that's what happens. And he says, because his other car, what he did pick me up with was uh, another S-Type Jag, an automatic yeah. though. And um, he said, same thing happens in my car. He said that they just stay. And when I did first pick it up, the engine was a little bit tappity and a bit rattly uh-huh. and um, I did worry about that as well. But by the end of the first day, I, I the engine was running. I couldn't even hear it run. It and what, you, what fuel did you put in on the way? 98? 98. Yeah, yep. so you, to clear yep. it out, clean yep. it up. The point you made about, you know, when you first started and started driving, it was rattly. But after so many kilometres, it started yep. to breathe a bit better and maybe smoother. And, saying, and putting that better fuel through the system too, cleaning all the shit yeah, out. Yeah, well, you yeah. need to drive them. That's right. Yes. And look, and he did the oil change. The oil needs to be changed again. So okay. it's still pretty dirty. It was clean when he showed me when we first had a look on the stick. But by the end of my 3,000 kilometres, it was pretty dirty. Well, it probably dirty. hadn't been changed. How about the clutch? Right. The clutch was quite... Quite good, or you know, was no, it? I, I wouldn't say the clutch was good. quite worn. It, it was adequate. Okay. Um, it allowed me to change gears, and the wow. gear and stick has got a nice little gear stick. I does. mean, it looks like it would be fantastic to change gears. Well, it, it's a little bit like stirring a, a, a soup spoon in a in a bowl of porridge. Mm, um, not not very direct. Doesn't quite find the the gate uh, as nicely. What is it, five speed as I'd like to. Yeah, five speed. Yeah, so I don't know whether there's some adjustments and things. I mean, all of the reviews and that that I've I've seen on them, they are supposed to be quite a nice little gear change. But this one wasn't that terrific. But you know, look, I, it changed gears. The clutch worked. The engine. Did I tell you about the engine? The engine just got better. <laughs> well, that's that's <laughs> it's really the only it's really the only bit of the car that that, 
that I can sing about. I, I reckon if we went over there now and started up, it, you wouldn't hear it. It's beautiful. So it got you home. It took you what? How many days? Five days. Five days. Yep. Home, so, safe. Yep. Drove to drove to Brisbane on that first day, then in Newcastle, then I stayed in Eden. I'd never been to that part of that part of New South Wales between the, the Victorian border and Wollongong on the coast. So I got to see a part of the country I'd never seen, and then I I drove from there to Ballarat, um, and then Ballarat home. That's some road trip. And I when mean, you get home, what's that sense of achievement like? Honestly, yeah, you've just a, done that by yourself without any tools. And you still had the litre litre bottle of coolant. That did you use any coolant? Did not use any coolant. But <laughs> well, I, it, with the temperature gauge smack on the middle, yeah. it did use some oil. So okay. yeah, um, well, okay, you probably expect that. I had to buy a litre of oil in Ballarat. Um, I, I haven't checked it to see how much of that it used, but you know, but in that saying that two, though, how do you know pounds. that there was the right amount of oil to start off with? Was that checked? No, we did. Yeah, yeah, we had a look at the, we, we, we looked at the stick before we even took off. So. Okay, and on your trip, you would have been thinking of a variety of things. Surely you would have had this list just increasing and increasing about all the things you're going to do to this car. Yes. Yeah, and, and, and I think the list is bigger than what it started <laughs> with. But, look, the main things in the car are good. The, the, the thing I didn't want to have to do too much with was the engine, um, and the engines would, would seem Looks to like be okay. perfect. The other thing that I didn't really want to do was to be cutting out rust or having to straighten yeah, yeah. the body panels. The body looks really it straight. It looks fairly straight. Yeah, yeah. when I saw it, it, looks it? fairly yeah. straight. Yeah. I mean, the paint does need a bit of work. Yeah, and we're going to do a complete paint job anyway, so that that was always a part of the budget. Um, a little bit of an interior tidy up. Well, the, the back seats aren't bad. The interior tidy up was probably probably about what I expect. It's probably a little bit worse than I thought. So what do you want for four grand, mate? That's exactly it. So you can't you can't carry on like a pork chop about it. I mean, yeah, but yeah. in the, saying that though, Darren, you got your front seats that are need some repair. So at least they're in there. Yeah, they're in there, but you might have to look at, like I think you mentioned, that maybe a donor interior. I, I think that's the ah, way okay. to do it. Because is, is swap you, it. you might spend the same amount of money. Correct. Get them reupholstered. Yeah. Correct. I think that's the way to do it, is to find a, a good donor car and just, you know, swap over the interiors between the two cars. Have you driven it since? Um, well, I'm not allowed to until I get a roadworthy for it, so I got a permit for five days to drive it from... Kalula Cove to Adelaide. Oh right, so yeah, so okay. I'm, I'm not allowed to drive it until I get a roadworthy. So it doesn't. It will require a couple of things to get a roadworthy. So that's okay. really the next job, is to get a roadworthy. And then after, and then when we do get the roadworthy, that there's two things that that well, three things that probably really need to be done urgently. Um, one is to find out what's going on with those with the brakes because they do, they do make a bit of noise. It's to get that um, exhaust pipe fixed and secured properly. And the other one is the, the suspension. Gearbox. No, the suspension is the is the is the big issue. And just just out of interest, because you can't. There's one thing you can't control on a trip like that for five days is the weather conditions. So, what conditions did you drive through? Any rain? Any storms? Yep, all of them. And it was handled fine. Lot. I had everything. I, well, I didn't have snow and ice, but I had everything that you would expect on a and it was fine Australian trip. The yep. wipers worked. Everything. Yeah, the wiper blades could probably yeah. do with a replacement, mm. as you as you oh, can imagine. Because the things like that that you think, oh, yep. okay, I'll drive it back if it's. Dry yeah. conditions, no problem, but and all look, of a sudden rain hits. And that was the other thing. All the electrics in the car worked. There's not, There wasn't an electrical system that wasn't working in the car. I mean, obviously, once I got the air conditioning gassed, it was working. I'm positive the, the radio will work once I, I find the code. But all the windows worked, the windscreen wipers worked, the, the steering column I could adjust, the seats I could adjust. 
everything else worked beautifully. It's just <laughs> that she's just a bit rough. That's and all. comfort wise, really comfortable, like a which re- you'd expect in a jag, which is exactly what you'd expect in a jag. So the only thing is, is that the su- the suspension isn't quite right. So I think it's the bushes are probably all all of those components need replacing to tighten it all up a little bit. So that that did a f- couple of funny things with the steering that that made it a little bit uncomfortable. But from a ride perspective and the fact and the way in which it drove, it was lovely. Because they're front wheel drives, aren't they? Rear wheel drive. Really oh, they lo- are rear wheel drives. Really love it. It really is a very, very nice car. And once it's all done up, my trick is going to then be to sell it and split the profits with my um Take it back to the owner. Partner. Okay. So, mate, here he is. Because I think I, I might want to keep it. You <laughs> might a, want to a, because a, it could be a, a nice, comfortable car. For Correct. Anyway, with, with, you're talking about splitting the profits – Yep. Okay. Now, okay, the equivalent car in a decent car would be double the amount, three times the amount of what you paid, or four times, roughly. You've looked, you would have looked on car sales for that same model, what they worth. There's no manuals available. You can't buy one. Okay, so in an automatic then, in the same car. So, because what I'm getting at, the the question I'm asking is, you're looking at spending some time and money doing it up, yeah. And then let's say you are trying to pass it on, yeah. So sell it for a profit, yeah. Is there enough in there to do a wheel of dealers type setup? So it depends on what your view might be as the margin between an automatic same car as an automatic, and what the car will be like as a sales proposition as a manual when there's only ten or eleven. Yeah, but you and I like manuals. Ori likes manuals, but in a Jag, do they want a manual? So that's that's the question that we're going to have to. Um, well, the other Darrens out there want a manual. Yeah, I, that's true. Blake, who who's my daughter's boyfriend, he's he's done a little bit of um, since he's now jumped in with two feet in crime here. Correct, as part of this project, he's been on the Jag forums, and he said the funniest thing. He said, well, first thing he said. So my daughter's. I think Dad might be right. There's there's something in this is because every time someone wants to talk about finding a manual Jag S type or any conversation around the manual, that's the bit that generates the interest and discussion. Whereas, yeah. you know, there's lots of normal discussion about the S types because they're a lovely car. They really are. And I, um, David, who I bought the car from, he's got an absolutely beautiful automatic. Um, 2003 model S-Type Jack, absolutely gorgeous, which we drove from Koroi back to Kalula Cove. And he's got that up for sale at the moment, I think, for just under $18,000. But it really is an immaculate thing. Okay, so you're if you get a bit more for back, manual... You're thinking about flying back and picking that one up? Well, no, no, no. <laughs> I, my, my, one, of, one of them is enough for me, although this was what David wanted to do. He wanted to... Okay, Unbelievable. Well, we wish you all the best with the uh, that little project, yeah, and I absolutely. think it's good for bonding as well. But you do need to have people around you that can actually do some hard labour because I'm not sure that you're into hard labour too much, Darren. He's done the hard part, <laughs> getting the car here. Well, he did get the – yes, so that's a big bonus. But uh, this one's not quite a classic yet, but uh, it will be one day, won't it? It's a classic anyway, story. Let me tell it you. is a classic story because uh, – Ori wouldn't uh, no contemplate way. that, and I certainly wouldn't. But anyway, Darren, thanks for coming on the show thanks, again. It thanks, is uh, it's a great story. Uh, we will have some uh, photos and videos on on of our Darren's Instagram. Trip. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but uh, we're going to leave it there. And you can catch us on the show at mickandori at gmail Of course, on Instagram and YouTube. But remember, if your car's not a classic, it will be one day. Thank you. Thanks, guys.